What's up, everybody? It is Friday, September 17th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to hop on a plane to head down to Knoxville for a Friday night smack down tonight, 8 o'clock on Fox. Still got a great feel-good Friday for you. Peter Schrager, Johnny Hecker, and Matt Gay of the Los Angeles Rams and Coach Jason Brown join Pat and A.J. Hawk. Go through the full NFL slate this weekend. It's a good one. Let's get into it. It felt like they were making more of an emphasis on it being in Maryland last night as opposed to like it always is in the nation's capital, like that entire thing. And in Maryland anyways, the Taylor Heineke-led Washington football team played host to Danny Dash's Dimes Jones in the New York Giants coming into town in a Thursday night football affair. Back on Fox, shout out to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling Thursday night football. And it was an exciting, exhilarating game. There was a lot going on. There was a lot happening. The overhit. How you doing? Keep it moving. Let's go. Danny Dimes rushed for over 20 and a half yards in one single run and got his shit called back on a bullshit call. Lost like 15 yards and another tutter. How you doing? Keep it moving. Yes. Ultimately, though, that team would lose mm. uh, to the Washington football yeah. team on a couple, you know, little bonehead situations that are happening. It's week two football. Understandable things are going to happen. But Joe Judge being a special teams coordinator, special teams coach, having his guy jump offside on a game-winning field goal that was inevitably missed by Dustin Hopkins of the Washington football team, getting a mulligan and an extra point basic length. I mean, that is tough way to go out if you're the New York Giants. But they lost to a team with a quarterback that forgot that he had two legs and could run. Come on. Taylor Heineke turned into Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and he was picking apart that Giants defense. I was actually thoroughly impressed with the way that Taylor Heineke handled himself. His confidence, his poise, his throw, everything he was doing seemed to be good, except for the fact he forgot how to run, so he didn't get the over Mm. on Heineke. And there was a lot of weapons. Terry McLaurin was making a lot of fucking plays. That guy's a hell of a ball player, okay? I am thoroughly impressed with not just him as a football player, but him as a human. And then there was the uh, Humphreys. Yeah, Adam Humphreys. Humphreys all of a sudden became this, who the hell is this guy? I know he's getting every single target. Heineke forgot that Logan Thomas was even on their team. Stopped throwing the ball. There was a penalty. Could have got us our, our yards. Could have yep. hit that. Anyways, we lose our parlay. Washington football team wins last night. It was an exhilarating game. Congrats to Dustin, uh, Dustin Hopkins taking advantage of a mulligan, getting a win. And also, that entire Washington football team seems to have a lot of resilience. Hey, Heineke stepped in there, and I don't think anybody felt any type of pressure at all. Ron Rivera didn't even move much. Every time they shot, he looked the same exact way on the sideline. It's almost as if he knew it was going to happen. I wonder about his coaching style now at this particular their stage of the game. Jack Del Rio's over there. I completely forgot about that. I enjoyed the game. All hell broke loose. We lost our parlay. FanDuel refunded everybody 10 bucks. Yeah. But we got to get back on the right side of things with that because when we get a chance to rake, take from FanDuel, we have to do so. Have to. I have a massive opportunity that I'm able to say, hey, this is what we want to do. And I have a chance to maybe put on for everybody, for everybody to make money, which is what I literally love doing. I need to get back on the right side of things because all FanDuel's doing is laughing in my face right mm. now. All these people around the internet, that's ah, stupid, that's a bad thing. It's like, oh, is that right? Is that right? You, you knew that Heineke was going to forget how to fucking run? You, you, you knew that he was going to become just a pocket passer. This is it. And literally, as soon as he got out of the thing, somehow the, the turf in Maryland would jump up and Chew actually up, yeah. trip him. Jeez. 
There was another guy tripped all over himself. I think it was Humphreys' first catch, actually. On a Saturday, right. He tripped mm-hmm. all over himself. Yeah. And I saw Heineke tripping all over himself. Like, what the, what the? Mm-hmm. They got, hey, remember, poop water lost. Hey, I'm right, not saying yeah. anything, Jason Wright. Hey, I know you got a lot of other stuff to deal with, but some reason your field is just tripping everybody. Taylor Heineke mostly. Who knew that he was not going to be able to run anywhere and choose not to run anywhere? Who knew that Logan Thomas was going to get thrown around? There was a play they showed in slow motion. Logan Thomas wide open with both hands right at Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke threw it over his head to somebody Jesus. that was double covered right behind. What are we doing? Come on. What are we doing? So obviously a lot of people dance on my grave even though the money was refunded. I just know we need to take advantage of that. Love that Thursday Night Football was back. Did not really have – if Ty, I think you said this earlier. If this game was week 13, week 14 on Thursday night, not oh, sure boy. it's as much buzz. It's like football is back. I'm happy we were all dialed into that thing. It was a great game at Ty Schmidt. Yeah, it was. It was very, very exciting. And I, I haven't watched – you know, every Giants game during the Danny Dimes era. But I think, I mean, last night, like, that that was arguably maybe one or two in terms of the best games he's ever played in his It was career. actually number one, depending upon which rating you go by. It there was his go. highest from one of them. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. QBR, PFF, PFF. PFF, whatever the grade was. It was his highest last night. He looked like a ball player. So there you have it. But I'm also worried that this team just isn't isn't going to get it, it done. Like, it, what? Do, do we know, is Joe Judge that good of a coach? I mean, Whoa! Again, oh. we've been talking about it. It's here. early, but he's a special teams guy. You can't have that special teams gaffe be the reason you guys lose, lose the football the game. game. Mm-hmm. You just can't, and that can't happen. And they've already been talking about like the hot seat stuff. Like, do you think there's a chance that let's say the giants, you know, lose the next six games and, and, are, you know, don't go to the playoffs this year. Is it possible that they get rid of Danny dimes, fire Joe judge, fire Dave Gettleman, fire Jason Garrett, and basically just reshape the entire franchise. Owner is on the record of stating yeah. that he is tired of explaining why they stink to people. Yeah. Invested a lot of money this offseason to re- rebuild that team. Has been like, hey, I'm tired of going to these events that A.J. Hawk is at and these other billionaires are at. Hey, oh, my, how's it going? Well, the Jets this year. Hmm. He said, well, you know, yeah. by the with the team, we did this. We did, Oh, that's a shame. And then Jerry Jones walks up, you know. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we stink too, but we're worth 5x what you are. Like, <laughs> that, there's those meetings being the reason why old buddy wants to win. I think that is very motivating. And maybe it is that he will have a quicker hook off the stage for them. But Danny Dimes, everybody is, uh, you know, like it's a make or break year. This could be another situation. Tannehill, everybody's pointing at the Tannehill situation because he was basically a bust. He was basically out. He was overpaid. Didn't really do much down in Miami. Is that because the Dolphins were there? He did play good football down there. Is it because Gase was there? Why is it? He goes to Tennessee. He becomes a guy. Now, is that offense going to bounce back this week against the Seattle Seahawks, Mm -hmm. against the 12s in Seattle? I mean, I hope so because I enjoy that offense. They got Julio. Hopefully, they'll be able to get going. But everybody, you know, is scared to death of the Tannehill situation happening to them. Right. Joe Douglas over there at the Jets said, nah, I'm cool with it. Send Darnold out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see how he does down there. First week, we got to play against him. By the way, he's probably going to do well, whatever the case. And we'll see how this goes with Zach Wilson. He seems to be a player. But I think there's a lot of people that are scared of that. So would they be more apt to get rid of Danny or would they be more apt to get rid of Joe and Gettleman? I don't know who's tighter with the owner. You'd assume the GM is tighter with the owner, so you you think they'd lean that way. But if he goes clean slate, brand new football team, basically, what's that, another four or five years anyway? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it true. is it is insane. Insane to think if your team, and I thought they looked good last night. Absolutely, oh, yeah. And Washington football team was the team that I picked, I, I predicted to win the NFC East at the beginning of the season, strictly because of what they did Tampa at the end of the year, and that was a young team. They're going to get old now. Fitz Magic, you know, enjoying his off season, mm. enjoying his time with his family. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Very oh, much yeah. so. Allegedly. Doing everything he wants. Allegedly riding down water slides, whatever the case. The man huh. craves speed. Yeah. Guy does. Give him a break. Okay. Well, let's get out of fast one. Big deal. Allegedly. Yeah. Hey, listen, the kids get out of slow ones. Fitzmagic's yeah. going down I'm going down a fast, down a fast high speed. Allegedly. 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 We have no idea if any of this is true. But anyways, he gets hurt. And Heineke steps up. And Ian Rapport said it yesterday. And we're a Fitzmagic show or whatever. But it, it, nobody really felt as if it was going to be a massive drop-off. And that's disrespect to Fitzmagic. But maybe it's also a compliment to what we saw from Taylor Heineke last year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. It's like... The Washington football team, and this is kind of what we were talking about with the Broncos yesterday, the Giants, and we're so early in the season, we have no idea who's a good team, who's not a good team. Yeah. What the Washington football team is just a very good football team. Now, there was a couple of mistakes that were made, obviously. A lot of penalties. There's a lot sides. of penalties and everything mm-hmm. like that. But what if they end up being a good football team? And what if this Giants team just lost to a couple of very good football teams? Maybe the Chargers – no, the Giants didn't play Chargers first week. They, nah, uh, Broncos. Broncos. Maybe the Broncos – uh, we're a stud team. Like which, maybe they're going to be unbelievable. Maybe Teddy B is going to be able to do that, which they were predicted to win the Super Bowl immediately upon the hearing that Aaron Rodgers was going to be their quarterback. Now Aaron helps out immensely, but maybe these teams are better than we think, or maybe it's like this Giants team is just going to do what they did last year, even though they're doing push-ups and running laps and running all this stuff, and they're all bought in, and we need a culture change. What if they just don't win games? And that is going to be very difficult because last night, Graham Gano went five for five. I yeah, yeah. field goals, 250-plus. He walked out for that 55-yarder to take the lead, and it was basically as if he took out a pitching wedge. He was drafted – I don't know if he was drafted. Same draft class as me. He ended up at Washington. Uh, he's always been – out of Florida State, he punted and kicked in college. Damn. So I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, he was awesome. He, he had a massive leg. Much different human than I. I think he's a pretty religious guy. Like, I think he uh, – that whole thing. Always had a lot of respect for him. Huge night for him. That 55-yarder yeah. looked like it was a pitching wedge. 50-some yard. They have great players in, like, key positions. Mm-hmm. Saquon. I think everybody – he got loose at one time. Even yep. though it was a pet. I mean, he, he – there's great – why can't they win a game? You know, why, why can't they win games? And that's all ultimately the question of the teams that are good teams that are great because just like bruce arian said our team's a bunch of fucking winners so at the end of the game we knew they were going to win does washington have that gene now after last night because they heineke threw a uh jesus heineke threw a uh interception yeah yeah and had a game-winning drive and a touchdown all within the final like four f- minutes four mm-hmm. minutes of a game. First time ever or something like that. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, this is via at ESPN Stats and Info. Shout out Hembo. What up, dog? Taylor Heineke is the first QB since at least 1978 with a go-ahead pass TD, an interception, and a game-winning drive in the final five minutes of regulation, all on three separate drives. And by the way, Ron Rivera's face did not change whenever Heineke threw that. Thing. Nope. At all. Did not. They... they Took a shot of him, and I thought he was maybe going to be saying, hey, this all goes around with the vaccine. I'm sick of it. You yeah. know what I mean? All of that. Instead, they kind of rode the wave really nicely. Heineke drives him back in there. Then the false start. That, that was a hell of a game. At Boston, Connor, uh, in your eyes, is Washington football team the team of the NFC East, or is there a lot of question marks still revolving around? They weren't able to get off the field last week against the Chargers for like the final five minutes. Yep. They had, ended up on a knee or whatever. And then last night, I mean, a mulligan gets him a dub, but – Still got a win. Yeah, yeah. Wins a win. And Chase Young is still Chase Young. He was running right next to Saquon Barkley. Okay. Wild. Outside defensive end. Going stride for stride with one of the most explosive humans on earth. Yep. Yeah. 
So now we automatically just say that Chase Young's the most explosive the human most, on our yeah, 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 kind of has scary over there. Too. That team, you don't you don't you don't buy into the Washington football team hype, or after you no. watched last night, you're like, ah, oh, we're not, we can't be sure about anything yet. Yeah, I don't think we can be sure about anything. I mean, if the Washington football team's defense is supposed to be like this good, they shouldn't be giving up 29 points to the Giants unless the Giants are also good. And we hey, still Jason Garrett. Hey, look like they were taking some shots. They got yeah. it, it feels like that offense every time we see it on TV. Like kind of stumbles out of the gates. Like mm-hmm. yeah. in any of those off, you got to get into a rhythm. Everybody talks about we got to get into a rhythm. It's like okay, that means first down, you have to gain some yards. Second, you know everything's like on schedule almost, matriculating down the field or whatever Ooh, it is. Yeah. You know, like that's like what an. It looked like they had the offense rhythm going for yeah. them. It was almost fun to watch, by the way, because I think it's the first time we've seen. And I might be wrong. I think that's one of the first times, and maybe the Giants fans have seen more, but obviously outside of there, we haven't. I haven't seen that offense really get into a rhythm much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Jason Garrett was pumped. It seemed like he was very excited. Daniel Jones obviously was feeling it, playing pretty well. But, like, I 29 points is a lot of points. A ton. And everyone's talking about the Washington football team being un, an unbelievable defense, which, I mean, sure, they still can be. It's still very early. But they gave a 470 last week to Herbert and the Chargers. They gave up 350-plus this week to the Giants. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they will figure it out, and it's a secondary problem or something. But I thought they were going to have five-plus sacks last night on dimes, and the Giants' old line played pretty well. They lost Ben Gates, which will probably mess them up going forward. Saquon, you know, someone said this yesterday. Saquon usually on that big run he had, the 41-yarder, that's something I feel like in previous times probably scores a touchdown. He's not all the way back. Maybe not. guy's got a new knee. Maybe the Giants will never be all the way back because of this. I mean, Were they ever there, though? I don't know. I mean, they won a couple Super Bowls in this decade. Yeah, but I'm talking about Saquon. I'm sorry. You're talking about in the grand scheme. Last season, let's not forget, they were, what, a quarter away from being a playoff team, if not for Nate Suckfield coming in for the Eagles. Uh Yeah, and... uh, I think four and twelve got into the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Uh huh. Was that Washington? Actually- no seven and nine football team? Yeah. <laughs> but but it might as well be four and twelve. Situations are situational. Boom. Yeah, they were very close to being a playoff team. Yeah, and I guess that's what the owner would have said to his billionaire. I mean, it's a playoff. Yeah, damn near. You, you mentioned Jerry. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys are going to figure it out and they'll win the NFC East, even with all the trouble they got going on right now. With- uh, there's a couple teams that are. In trouble. How many players since the five. five players the Dallas Cowboys have lost since Thursday night's game started? Four starters, and a lot of people say five because Gallup is technically a starter, and he had a hell of a hell of a debut there for yeah. the season. So, not and then there's another team, obviously as well. What's that? That was ravaged with injury going into the season in some key spots, mm-hmm. and then here it seems to continue to happen. The Baltimore Ravens. This is a shame, too, because yeah. this is a big year for Lamar Jackson, obviously, personally, professionally, everything like that. And they get a, a playoff win last year in Tennessee, first playoff win of the Lamar Jackson era. Like, here we go. Like, the team was taking the next step. They were bringing in players. I mean, it just felt they were trying to get other wide receivers. They were active. It feels like the Ravens are really going for it. Then, obviously, you get, what, three ACLs or whatever uh-huh. in training camp. And then the first game now, left tackle, Ronnie Stanley's out for a little bit. I mean, uh, Jason Lockanfora, 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 like Lockanfora, Canfora sounds cooler. Old Jay Lockanfora, hey, I got a can for you. Hey, oh, you got a can for Canfora? Hell yeah, yeah. Got two cans for Canfora. What? What? <laughs> Anyways, Jason Lockanfora. Oh, I don't know. That's Lock, an interesting name. Lock and four sounds right. What is that Italian? Can I get the origin? It's gotta be. 
Maybe French? Because the la? No, they use... Uh, Le? Yeah, I believe it's an L-E. Anyways, Jason Lockhanfora, who has been around the NFL a long time. This guy's really good. Long time. season vet. We're a big fan of Jason Lockhanfora. Uh, the Ravens are preparing to be without all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley this week, impossibly far longer as he undergoes more medical testing. Villanueva now will slide back to left tackle, his natural spot, with Patrick McCarry next up to right tackle. O-line was already under fire before this setback. I mean, not all, they got running backs out. Corners out, mm-hmm. offensive linemen out. I mean, that is tough for the way they play football. You know, like yeah. the way they play football, these are positions that are not great. Their defense is a, is a hungry defense. Losing Marcus Peters is huge. The, an aggressive defense, that is huge, obviously, because they go single, cover zero a lot. We mm-hmm. saw that on the Manning cast there, obviously broken down, everything. And then now more offensive line troubles. It's just, I feel bad for the Ravens. I honestly yeah. do. From Pittsburgh, had Mike Tomlin on yesterday. It was awesome. Ooh, man, that was cool. Mike Tomlin, though, did it. He even, he even said, like, when you go to Baltimore, like, Ravens fans, they're not cheering for the Ravens. No, they're cheering against you. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. is what they're cheering. It's a much different world. So I think there's a lot of respect for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, from a lot of people in Pittsburgh, but definitely around the NFL because they changed the game. They went all in with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And now this year was supposed to be the next step, and it just feels like – you just get unlucky. You get unfortunate, and there's nothing you could do. Those injuries could happen at any practice, at any time, with the drills that take place. I mean, there's non-contact injuries that take people. I mean, it is literally misfortune. Now, people will say that there's ways you can train, and your athletic training staff and your strength stra- uh, staff can fix that. It's like, I guess, but I don't know how you train your ACL. No. Like, If people come out of shape, I assume that definitely – Hurts it, but let's assume like Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards and everybody is not in bad shape. Let's assume they're in good shape. It's just you get unlucky. I saw this with a couple teammates who I thought were going to be like, hey, that guy would have been a really good player. But then just a couple like very unfortunate. Vic Ballard tore his Achilles in in a walkthrough in practice. I think think maybe the week after he had a game-winning overtime touchdown where he took off from the seven-yard line and dove and like spun through the air and scored it. He was just about to get going. Tears his Achilles. I think another injury happened. It's like, damn, what could have been almost. And it's almost like there's nothing he could have done about it, but there's nothing the Colts could have done about it either, I think, personally. And then when you see a team just get that unlucky, it's like, why? Why is that happening to them, I wonder? That's a damn shame. I wanted to see that Ravens team go this year. I like them. A bunch of dogs over there. I mean, they talk shit, too. Like, I like that team. It just seems like it's going to be a very uphill battle for them. Yeah, and contract-wise, maybe if, you know, because they lost all these players and the Ravens end up winning 10 games, it even helps Lamar a little more because it's like, look what I did with nobody. But, I mean, that old hey, line. Hey, he could. Yeah. He could do it on his own. Bro, he is. He's ridiculous. I worried about him getting hurt, though. I saw a lot of people saying. Every, like, everybody, though. Yeah. Well, true. But, I mean, like, his line's banged up. Not like he's not going to run because he's obviously not average. But, like, I mean, it, it was only one week. But you saw how Max Crosby fucking abused uh, Villanueva yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, and yeah. now he's moving to Lamar's blind side. Like, again, you know, it's not like he's just a statue standing back there. But you just hope that, you know, he's not going to get killed to your point walking into that contract negotiation though look what i did look who was around me i had nobody god damn it did you read the headlines (laughs) okay we lost everybody yeah that is something that's like carson wentz two years ago yes you know like carson wentz two years ago same situation in philly i mean 
There are some people saying that Carson Wentz took some illegal shots this past weekend that were not caught. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bodies landing on top of Carson Wentz as he's getting speared. Like uh, can't do that anymore. Carson got caught for you yesterday. Can't do that. What are we? What are we even doing here? I don't care about Carson Wentz. Refs don't care. Who was the ref last night? That guy stunk. Oh, oh yeah. man, that crew. Lombardi was killing Ooh. him. Novak is that his name? Scott Novak, I think, is what. Yeah, uh, fourth year. That guy stinks. Yeah. Hey, hey, pal. No, but you'll probably be a good ref at some point. Get the fuck out of the men's league, dude. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be somebody else that can get it. That in, I don't know if we just blame the white cap or whatever for what everybody else is doing or whatever. I, but it just seems like that crew. I mean, that was bad. And then the review, terrible. That guy was not down. Clearly not down. How they get that wrong? Is this is this what we're gonna have to deal with well, here? You yeah. know why. Is this what we're going to have to yeah. deal with with mm-hmm. Walt? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? How does that what it just like and we said this about um Mr. Al, Alberto Riveron. That's right. right. Alberto committee. Riveron and these refs who are old school refs. Okay? They hate the challenge. I think potentially could hate the challenge. I'm not saying all of them, but potentially you could see how they would hate the challenge because the challenge is literally shoving it in the ref's face that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's how refs could view it. Instead of viewing it as, oh, I only have two eyes that could potentially be 20-20. Uh, there's also 8K cameras that can slow things down to four frames yeah. or whatever, every me- millisecond or whatever the case is. Instead of viewing it as like, oh, actually, this is helping us, you know, which some refs could potentially view it as, oh, like, thanks, because normally whenever we didn't have that and people saw the replay later, like, we weren't able to leave stadiums. Uh, now that we have the technology, it actually helps us out because we can correct things that maybe we weren't as good but you could see how some refs would think like you're taking kind of our 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 skill you're questioning our skill like that is kind of and i feel like that's what happened with alberto riveron i feel like he was more apt to leave it on the field because he didn't want to shove it in the ref's face that they got it wrong or something like that and then maybe this will happen with walt anderson who somehow ended up refing in the nfl for 75 years i think he probably had a good 30 40 years but when i was in the league it was not great now he's up maybe he was just every time we played he he stunk. stunk, but like maybe he had other great games. Maybe he just got unfortunate or whatever. But I, I think that could potentially be a part of it. Like, I feel like if you embrace the technology, it just makes the game better. What happened to the person that's in the stadium that's supposed to just tell people? They did it this past weekend in one game. There was somebody in the stadium. It was either a ball spot or something happened, and it changed during the commercial break. And there was no review. There was no nothing. It was a very quick change. And I think that might have been the person that was maybe in the stadium. That one where that guy was clearly not touched. That was bad. That should not yeah. even got reviewed, challenged, or anything no. like that. That should have been the person in the stadium going, I wasn't touched or good. Just move it forward. It's a first down. Keep yeah. it moving. There's no reason for it. But instead, it goes into this whole entire process that I think we have to call into question whenever the people that are in charge are seeing it the exact opposite way mm-hmm. of every other fucking human on earth. We can't have it. Can't dude. have it. Pereira was pissed about it, too. He yeah, was like, yeah. they just showed the replay as they were calling it back for third down, and clearly it was a first down because I think it was McKissick was the one who tripped, and then he just kind of popped forward a little bit on the ground for a first, and then for some reason, third and one. All right, here we go. Uh, we have to get to a break. And um, what is this? Who? Do the wag wag Oh, okay. All right. I I accidentally hit that one. <laughs> that one is in that list, so we have to change that list out. Uh, keep that one in there. Yeah, uh, we can't have that one. But 
Just come on. Yeah. You know? Figure it out. Shouldn't be that hard. Make the game better. Because all that does, by the way, is it continues the fodder that uh, replays are bad for the game and reviewing and challenging slows down the game and it's never right. It's like the execution is the problem, not the idea. The concept, the idea is a good one. It makes the game better, especially with people betting on games and lives being uh, in jeopardy, whatever you're talking about, like coaches' lives and players' careers. And there's a lot on the line. That one particular blink at the wrong time, okay, because you're a human, could potentially fuck over. And if we have the ability to fix it, we should. Yeah. We just have to do the execution in a better fashion. XFL laid it out how you do it. Easy. This is how you yeah. do it. And it was on the field. It was quick. All the ref on the field had to do was like this. Like they were a performer that was probably lip syncing and mm -hmm. wanted to make it look as if they were actually singing. That's all you got to do. And then it's like a 10-second, 15-second process. If you get one of these younger people in there is probably a little bit more apt at seeing things like this and doing things like this. And then, boom, we change it, and we're off and running. Simple as that. If it's a judgment call, understand. Got to do what you got to do there. But with a lot of this shit, it's just like, come on, dude. So easy. We all see it the same way except for you. How yeah. is that happening? It's a good question. It's a good question, Pat. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's oh, right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Her population, you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. Ooh. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this summer. Roman Red. Ladies and gentlemen, award-nominated host of Good Morning Football and also Flying Coach, which was on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Schrager. What's up, Schrager? What's up, guys? I love being on with you. Uh, I was up late last night watching that one. Uh, crazy ending. And, of course, you wake up to the Tony stuff, but uh, Giants fans feeling really bad right now because that game was lost on the stuff that Joe Judge preaches. Discipline. Oh, penalties. Accountability. Oh. Um, 
Pat, you know special teams better than I, I is Dexter Lawrence blocking a field goal? What are we doing? Why would he even be offside? Is he ever blocking that field goal? Why is he jumping offside? And yet you're a special teams coach, Joe Judge. You're almost like, hey, that's the one asset, that one facet of the game we should be pretty dialed in and pretty pretty locked in. Hey, I know you're not going to block a kick if you're not getting off on the ball. I know that. So <laughs> I think that's what he was trying to do, obviously. Let's dive in a little bit there. Saw the Galladay stuff, then the Tony stuff came out. Uh, is this all obviously getting cooked up because they're losing games still? Or is there actual need to worry if you're a Giants fan, which there is actually one in this office oh, yeah. somehow. Is there yeah. or is there need to worry? Like, is this a potential make-or-break year for everybody over there? Or are they still taking their time, you think, from what you're hearing, Peter Schroeder? No, what, what, what scares you, Pat, is that they you know finally get this game out of Daniel Jones, who was outstanding last night and you finally get the Jason Garrett game plan that plays to Jones's abilities where he's doing the RPO and it's working and you still lose and you lose on things like having a false start out of a timeout or you lose on things like going off sides on a field goal or you lose on things like the slate and drop it was mistakes that were sloppy that's what kills you and you know they're 0-2 but they're 0-2 to Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke there's better quarterbacks that are coming ahead and this is the fifth year in a row they started 0-2 that goes back to McAdoo it goes to Shermer and now it goes to the second straight year of Joe Judge um look is there, is there, is there a hot seat thing no but when you when four different veterans retire in the offseason because they don't like the way things are kind of going for the veterans and then you go 0-2 and, and you have two different players one of them screaming on the sidelines, the other one on Instagram to start the day. And then, of course, you have uh, a bunch of people pointing fingers in the New York media market. It's not a great way to start things. It's certainly not a, an optimistic feeling right here in New York where I'm at right now. Hey, what about so on the flip side with Washington, with Heineke there and the game that he played? I know afterwards he said he feels like he deserved to start the rest of the season. Like, what do you think? Like, What does the future look like for Heineke, not only this season, but even after that, maybe? Yeah, that was an awesome game. And AJ, like the fact that he spoke that way, I think he's pretty confident. But I also like the way Scott Turner called that game. It wasn't let's protect Taylor Heineke and win with defense and special teams. It was like let Taylor cook. And he was throwing the ball all over the field. And they were, he's kind of loosey-goosey with it. He threw the pick to Bradbury, but like I almost like that. They were like, let's throw the rock. So he says, I want to be the starter. I wouldn't be shocked if he wins a couple games that, you know, Fitzpatrick just is what Fitzpatrick is, gets back in eight weeks. And it's, hey, if you need me, I'm here. But if Taylor's cooking, let's keep rolling with what's working. All right, let's bounce around the NFL a little bit here. Zadarius Smith just went on IR. Odell Beckham Jr. is out for this week. Is there any need to uh, worry about Odell Beckham Jr.? And we'll start with Zadarius Smith. Was this expected? Yeah, there's a Darius one. You were hoping to see him back. just not ready to go. Um, between him and Bakhtiari and a couple other injuries and the two starting players on the uh, offensive line being rookies without Lindsley out there, without Bakhtiari, I, this, you know, here's the thing. And I know you guys have Rodgers on every Tuesday, and I watch the interview, and I know everywhere that's been said is like, you know, we're not panicking. Stop, everyone, relax. I would just say this. When they started out, you know, 8-2 and two and lost to the Niners in 2019 in LaFleur's first year, it was like, well, we're 8-2. and two. We'll be fine. Last year, when the Buccaneers blew them out 38-10, to 10, they were 4-0. and was like, we'll be fine. I know they've got Detroit coming up, but they also have Pittsburgh and San Francisco after that. And LaFleur has never dealt with one of these deals where it's out of the gates, we're in a hole, let's climb ourselves out of it. They're going to uh, win the division. Uh, They're going to be fine. Uh, uh, but after this offseason, like, if they start out 2-2, two and 1-3, two, and three, are we sure this is just smooth sailing, everyone relax and chill out? Fascinating to see how LaFleur, who's – Kind of, you know, he's inherited Rodgers and to be eight and two out of the gates as a rookie head coach. And then last year, Cruz to, you know, division title. Like maybe it's a little adversity. I'm curious to see how this team responds because the Darius is a huge piece also. 
between Bakhtiari and Zedarius, those could be two of their top five players in the roster. And Odell Beckham Jr., what's going on there? Went to try out to go and play last week, decided it wasn't good, and then this week they're already calling him out. I think we're going to see him eventually, but oh. certainly I would think. I would think week three or week four we're going to get some Odell, but I know they want him on the field, and I think he's just being cautious and the, the medical staff's being cautious, but not expecting to see him obviously this weekend, but I would think week three or week four, based on the fact that he wanted to go week one and just couldn't get it there, I think that hopefully we'll see Odell on the field at some point soon. Yeah, because they got some sports cars there. Right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He's just parked in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Let's get him mm-hmm. on the field. Can't wait for it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Pete, were you su- as surprised as we were that uh, Kyler Murray won the first MVP of the season? Because after that Stafford performance on Sunday night, we thought he was getting slime for sure. Yeah, what about yeah, slime I mean, time, dude? Right, and like, you know, Nate Burleson, love that guy. Is there a job he hasn't he hasn't accepted? Um, and he's out there, and he's cheering for him, and he's going nuts. Um, I was I was busting Nate's chops. Don't worry, it's not like I don't do it there. It's yeah, Tiffany yeah. Hat Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart are like, is there a little bit too much Nate Burleson going on? Shrek Shrek got the shovel. Shrek got the shovel. That's my guy. Oh that's my god! god. Burying you. Um, I w- I, w- I love what Kyler did. Stafford had the highest passer rating of Week One. Basically, didn't even get into things, but. Kyler looked pretty good. I'm fine with Kyler getting the award. And I think it was young Dylan, Nate Burleson, and Dylan Schefter, Adam Schefter's daughter, awarding him that award. I like that panel. I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, first ever MVP winner, though. We got to make yeah, sure yeah. everybody remembers that. That was kind of forgotten about in that tweet. First ever. Right. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mitchell Trubisky didn't win much in Chicago, but he, he did win the MVP. Let's yeah. have a little bit of respect. Go ahead, Ty. Shregs, what the hell is the deal with uh, Good Morning Football? Is Chris Carter permanently getting that seat there? Or who, what, <laughs> what, 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 what can we expect? Yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? What are <laughs> we doing? Good. This is our morning. This is our morning. Yeah, and I'm on. sure we're not the only ones who are saying this, but you guys, what are we doing? Are we getting some consistency over there or what we are we are getting a couple of tastes of some some different folks but apparently we're rotating that for now we've seen d'angelo hall we've seen mike robinson mm-hmm. seen thomas davis saw mm-hmm. chris carter do one of you guys want to try the seat is open we'll try them out um it, you guys Pat, can't you guys can't afford us Shrakes. i know yeah Pat, what's your what's your agent's name i like that guy he's been on your show a bunch of times <laughs> in the past few years what's his name he I, does I like not, that yeah dude. he's a good guy he does not talk for me anymore though i'll tell you that <laughs> JB, you know, he would have got me that job <laughs> by the way jb <laughs> jb coach jb yeah jason brown is my agent yeah, coach. Go through let's him. go coach uh no um, but we love the show we legitimately love yeah. the show and it's like i think that show is one that people are gonna have to catch a rhythm to get in don't you no i also think this like say what you want we love we love the show too but like Kay, kyle and i are bringing it and like i like kind of having the, the rotating host because it's a different feel it's not the it's a little on it like today chris carter so, you know, he's critical of players. We don't. He buried Big role. Ben yesterday. He buried Big Ben, which I wasn't there for that yesterday. Maybe, I, I didn't see that, by the way. Him. Had Tomlin he on. Wish, wish I would have asked Tomlin What'd about What did he say? What did he say about Ben? I, I didn't see it till after the show. I guess he legit won hard at Big Ben on Good Morning Football. I, I got to be honest. Jeez. I didn't see the clip either. I just saw it. I wasn't there yesterday. So I got a bunch of tweets about it. I didn't see what he said. Identical, but I know Steelers fans were like, whoa, like oh, that was harsh. Oh, but oh, Chris. Chris is the kind of guy that's going to come at you. Thomas Davis came on. We never have defensive players. Thomas Davis comes on and gives this perspective from the linebacker spot. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Mike Robinson has a Seahawks connection. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And then obviously I love D'Angelo, D'Angelo Hall, who's been in the seat a bunch of times. So it's like, 
we're getting all new hosts. Uh, I don't know even who's on next week with us, but I kind of like it and it keeps us on our toes. But uh, you know that we're going to bring it no matter what. So uh, I appreciate I, you asking. I hope everyone tunes in. It's like the Jeopardy seat. We don't know. We do love the show. We watch oh, every yeah. single morning and we love Thomas Davis as well and Mike Robinson and Dean. We love all. But I will say, keep the linebackers out of it. Listen, as somebody that has been forced to have to deal with one every single day, you know, it Sorry, is AJ. It's a game changer. The linebackers will come in and they'll just they'll do that uh at Salt meat guy. Oh, yeah. That meat guy with toxicity too. Linebackers ain't scared to mix it up, you know what I mean? That's what we've experienced. I'm sure Thomas is different, but that's our perspective from linebackers that we've got, Trakes. Not that our opinion hey, means anything. AJ, your thoughts? I'm not gonna say anything. What are your well, thoughts I mean, on that? He knows. But- He's hey, Sacho and Acho are both on, on TV all the time. Sacho and Acho. <laughs> yeah, they're brothers. They play football. Emmanuel Acho's on uh, uh, Speak for Yourself. Yep. yep. And yep. Sacho was on ESPN. We we don't know what has happened with uh, Acho. Assuming the transition's happening for Sacho. At the oh, moment. he's going to Fox as well? I, that's just my assumption. Really? Okay. That's big time TV talk right there. Sports Ooh, media. Yeah, sports media news. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I like that. Are you predicting this? Okay. Yeah, right. Hey, we or are we you hit, the Schefter of sports hey, media? We hit on hard knocks yesterday. Let's just see if we carry it into the Sacho drum. Uh, go ahead, AJ. Sorry about that, pal. Hey, what what about Zito's Bears? What's what what are they gonna look like three weeks from now? What does their offense look like? What scares you is not the offense. And I think AJ, you could speak to this, Pat, you as well, that that is like a a team that's built on defense and they were lost week one and they had a whole offseason prepare and the defensive backfield which used to be the strength with Pagano and I know Sean Desai was a defensive backs coach he's now the defensive coordinator they were lost it's 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 guys like Kindle Vildor who we're not familiar with and it's like you're being put out there at week one let's go do our assignments and Cooper Cup is 20 yards behind Eddie Jackson and him and then they don't touch Van Jefferson like that's what concerns me about the Bears I think they'll figure themselves out on offense, eventually fields will be the quarterback. But if that defense, I mean, I could tell you, speaking with people in the Rams organization, like they didn't go all the way into the playbook even. There's still plenty that we haven't seen. So uh. they basically, you know, did what they wanted to with the with the Bear. Burrow's coming in there, and it's not like this is some stiff. Burrow wants to throw all over them also. I think that the Bengals might throw th- you know, 300, 400 yards too if it's the same defensive effort. Wow. So we, we love – we love Khalil Mack. Bear done. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We love the front. We love the front seven, but the back was was downright disgusting on on Sunday night. So I think yep. they need to cure that before we even worry about. I mean, Andy Dalton was fine. Justin Fields wasn't winning that game either if they're giving up 34 points. Okay, so let's let's talk about the Rams a little bit because we do know that you have a very good connection. I mean, you hosted a show with somebody, the Rams. They had to be just so pumped. He had to be so pumped with Matthew Stafford. I mean, listening to the interviews leading up and the conversations that are happening and the things that people are saying about Matthew Stafford, both out of the building and from out there, like, hey, we're hearing that Matthew Stafford is, you know, his football IQ is through the roof, his leadership, his passion, everything is, like, so great. Has that just been exactly... I mean, we're only one game into this thing, and it looked awesome. I mean, the second ball was a 75-yard die. I mean, is it working out exactly how both of them thought it was going to whenever they were down in Mexico getting drunk together at a pool while, uh, you know, three first-rounders were sent out of town? Yeah, and it's early, but yeah, and week one went as well as they possibly could have asked. And I could tell you that last week at practice, they had a great Wednesday practice, and then Friday did seven-on-seven, and the ball didn't touch the ground. And coming into Sunday night with all those festivities, there was no – nerves no you know no butterflies in the stomach nothing it was like let's just go and and go take care of business and they did and stafford's happy he's healthy sean is happy obviously um and those other receivers like 
Cooper Cup obviously had a great game. Robert Woods had the toe tap on the back of the end zone. But, like, we haven't even seen the Deshaun Jackson package. We haven't really seen the 2-2 Atwell package. They've got other guys. Everyone's going to get fed. Everyone's going to get theirs. We all They're coming into Indy. That's a tough game. Like, I, you know, you might even go to that game. It's in your backyard. That's a tough game. But I think that they're pretty confident that no matter what is in front of them on defense, they're going to put up points, and they can do that with Stafford at quarterback. What's that, AJ? Why are you shaking your head like that? Aren't you going to go swing that baby hammer again? Hey, it's not whoa, a baby hammer. Whoa. This thing was much heavier than any hammer you have at your house, okay? And in that little penthouse of New York City. Right. Okay? Ooh. That thing was much Where heavier. Where is that? Where are you? There you go. Mike's Me? Oh, I'm in uh, Brooklyn. Where are you? I'm in Brooklyn also. I'll see you in a bit. Shregs, he was the fifth pick overall be in the old CBA. He's in a couple buildings, I think, above you. Oh, yeah. He's in a couple. Of, I think that's he's fun. Yeah, that's AJ Hawk's life. I've made a I've made a career out of kissing asses of guys who make a lot more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> Schrager, you are the fucking best, dude. We have missed you. Uh, last question here from me. Speaking of the Colts, and hopefully it is a tough game for the Rams. I mean, I last week. Russell Wilson was cooking, obviously, and then he was incredible on Monday Night Manning. I've become a Russell Wilson fan, actually, in two days. Uh, but yeah. I think the Colts will be back. Colts, Hard Knocks, HBO, November 17th, every week going forward. I've heard that they're potentially collecting some clips now, but it doesn't really get going until November 17th. Was this a, a, a poorly kept secret? Did most people know about this? Is this uh, all or nothing style? You think that's why Hard Knocks is getting into this? And how did this all come to be? I feel like you are the perfect person for this conversation in the sports media world. Yeah, and we also have a connection to NFL Films. They're working at Good Morning Football. We deal with them a lot on that on the hard knocks promotion um i didn't know this was going to be the news uh at all until it was announced which means they kept a good lid on it i don't know what we're getting what i think is really interesting is it's either on netflix or amazon that f1 series has been a huge hit and it's really grown the the sport tremendously and as much as we love the hard knocks beats of the preseason or the training camp and the 53rd man on the roster trying to make the squad and everything hope springs eternal i don't think we've ever had the hard knocks treatment and nothing against the amazon all or nothing which is also good but the hard knocks treatment with liam schreiber and what that entails for a team in season now I would assume the Colts are going to be playing relevant football November and December, but they need to start rattling off some victories rather quickly. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Shregs. Can't thank you enough. Hopefully we get a chance to chat with you more often. You're the best, dude. We've missed you around here. I love coming on with you guys. You guys are the best. Truly, I mean that. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, award-winning host of Good Morning Football. You'll see him on Sunday on Fox, also the host of Flying Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. putting my betting record into quite a predicament where I'm going to pick every single game, but I got to do something to get back on the right side of things, AJ. And now is the time to do it. Okay, you start off then. All right, we're going to have to zoom in because there's no way I can read that from here. Raiders plus six and a half. Steelers minus six and a half. Mike Tomlin was on the show yesterday. Pittsburgh Steelers minus six and a half. Yenzers are in the stadium for the first time in a long time. That's going to be a tough place to play, AJ Hawk. Oh, yeah. Okay, Steelers win, but they don't cover. Wow. All right. Uh, Bengals, Bears. Bears are getting, or Bengals are getting two and a half points going into Chicago. 
Pete Schrag just got a promo against the Bears. I'm going with Joey Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. That means I'm betting on Zach Taylor, okay, which I don't necessarily love. But you're also betting against Matt Nagy, who I think a lot of people, I'm a fan, but a lot of people potentially don't necessarily love. I like the Bengals, especially with Evan McPherson. Eddie Goldman's back, though, by the way. Who? Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman's back. David Montgomery might be disrespected because the NFL left him off the top five rushers, even though he is in the top five rushing yards. Eddie Line will be back. Listen. I don't like any of my picks, okay? so <laughs> I'm not trying to change your mind. No, you kind of are, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you? Are you going Bears or Bengals? Bengals win and cover. Okay. Wow. Oh, boy. Both both of us against the Bears. I don't necessarily love that. Texans, bronze. Texans are getting 13, maybe 13 and a half, uh, depending upon where and when we're getting this. That is a big deal. It's in Cleveland. I love the Cleveland Browns. I think I've been the biggest fan of the Cleveland Browns. I got Tyrod Taylor and the Texans getting 13 and a half. That's where I put the bet. If it's at 13, I like Let's it as well. 13. That's a lot of points, A.J. Hawk. That is a lot of points, yeah. Like, I'm with you. Browns win, but I don't think they cover 13. Okay, just because everything we know about the NFL, there's a chance that the Texans make the Browns have to do a game-winning drive. Let's assume they will, or maybe not. Coach Dave, Tyrod Taylor and the boys down there flew around against Urban Meyer, almost made his ass go back to college after one week in the NFL. Rams, Colts, I'm not picking this one. I'm not picking this one. Why is that? I'm team. I'm team. Listen, my heart's involved in it. You know what I mean? That's right. Hard Knocks is coming to town. I mean, there's just no reason for me to do this. I am scared to death about this one, though. And if I was to lean towards one, I'm not even going to say it. No. I'll pick 40. I'll pick 40. I'm guessing I could channel what you were going to pick. Rams win, and they definitely cover. I wasn't necessarily going to do that. I wasn't necessarily going to say that, but I'm happy you said that, not me. Bills, Dolphins, Dolphins at home, plus three and a half against a Bills team that did not look necessarily fantastic last week, and they're going down into Miami. It's going to be 7,000 degrees down there. Three and a half points is a lot. I like the Dolphins plus three and a half personally. I do not. I like the Bills to win and to cover three and a half. All right. Uh, Bounce back game. Bounce back for Josh Allen. Patriots and Jets. Jets getting five and a half at home against the New England Patriots. I'm hammering the Patriots in this one. Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick taking on a rookie quarterback. That record is damning, I believe, for rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. Also, Mac Jones, you know, it came out that he was winking at another player uh, on the other team last week, and that's because the Dolphins player told him what the play was going to be, and it was just a little gamesmanship. I like that he's that comfortable, that relaxed. Allegedly, he got back in the film room immediately after the game, got his ass beat, seemed to earn his stripes and be loved in the locker room. I like the Patriots, even though I'm a big Jets guy. People think, uh, people know I'm a big Jets guy. I was on their side. They just signed Thomas Morstead to be their punter. I love that guy. Uh, but I feel like this is a Patriots game. Your idea, AJ? I am exactly with you. Patriots win for sure. Okay. And, and, and cover. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Niners, Eagles. Niners have to travel across the country to Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. Niners are favored by three. Sirianni, can I hear from you on how your team potentially feels against the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, you heard what I said earlier this week. When we run out of that tunnel at the link, and it is full, it is packed, and Rocky is up on the Jumbotron, and Adrian says win we're gonna beat the piss out of them yeah i'm all and you know what to shake things up and get things you know a little bit out compete a little bit i might go fucking smack shanahan in the mouth all right okay all right sirianni might smack kyle shanahan in the mouth i like the eagles at home getting points oh i do not i i think they get beat here 
Okay, I think I am on your side as well. Give me the Niners. <laughs> um, just because there might be a letdown game. Jason Kelsey dyed his hair, obviously, because it was a bet with Zach Ertz. He was betting that Zach Ertz was going to be traded out of You're going to be fucking gone, dude. They're going to trade your ass out of here. No, 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 I'm going to stick around. I'm going to get a deal done. I'm going to be happy. He has to dye his hair. said he loved losing his bet. Ah, we don't know anything about the Eagles. We have no idea. Beat the hell out of the Falcons. What are the Falcons? Did the Falcons lay an egg? We have no idea. I like the Niners team. I'm going to go with Niners minus three, even though I like home plus three. <sighs> Niners can go in there and win. They got a game that travels, even though Raheem Mostert's out. Let's go to Saints-Panthers. Saints on the road in Carolina. They're going to have to stare down that fucking augmented reality uh, uh, Panther. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they don't look at the screens in the stadium or at the jumbotron, they will not know that there is a living, breathing, thirty-yard panther jumping all around. That is beautifully done. Beautifully done. Uh, go back to that. What is it? Three and a half. Yeah. I like the Saints minus three and a half against the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown, though. Also, probably a pretty good prop bet. That guy seems to be unbelievable. But that Saints defense is no joke. Hey, that Saints defense is no joke. Your thoughts, AJ? They're not – the Saints defense is legit, but I like the Panthers at plus three and a half. Whoa. Okay, all right. Okay. There's a lot of home dogs, by the way, which is something I don't necessarily love. Three and a half seems to be a lot of points, especially in an NFC South rivalry, but Jameis Winston's all the way back. He can see again. Minus five and a half, the Broncos favored on the road in Jacksonville. Yet again, here we go. Broncos minus five and a half. Teddy Bridge at six now, I guess, so everybody's feeling the same way I am. I like the Broncos minus six in Jacksonville. Until Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and Schlegel and the boys down there can prove that they can win, I'm going to have to bet against them, especially when Von Miller's saying, hey, it hasn't felt this way since 18 been here with you, Teddy Bridgewater. I like the Broncos, AJ. I do, too. And a big reason is because of Von Miller and that defense. But yeah, I like him here. For sure. Chubb's a stud as well. Don't let him uh, fool you. Uh, Vikings at Cardinals. Cardinals favored by three and a half, I believe. I like the Cardinals. Now, I also like the Vikings. Mm-hmm. As a team. some guys questionable too, don't they? Yeah. yeah, I like the Cardinals. And I made a deal with myself last week. We will bet on the Cardinals until further notice. I did this last year. They lost me a bunch of money. Now I think it's a completely different attitude down there. Cliff Kingsbury seems to be a little bit more fiery, as does Kyler. Just won the MVP. Okay, can't have a letdown after winning the MVP. Right. No way. All right, so I like the Cardinals at home. We are betting on them until further notice. Next game, Falcons and Bucks. Falcons are getting 12 and a half in Tampa. Sheesh. Is that what that says? Yep. yep. I like the Falcons plus 12 and a half Whoa. in Tampa against the Bucks. Bucks will win, probably by double digits. 12 and a half seems like a lot, though. That's a lot of points. That's a lot, isn't it, AJ? Yeah, I'm with you exactly on that one. And the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks have not. I mean, this could be me judging. They may win by 21, but it could very well be close, too. It could, be, you know, it could very well. I mean, they could win by 40, could lose. You know what I mean? It's football. Any given Sunday. That was an awesome moment for us. I'm happy we're here. I like the Falcons plus 12 and a half, even though the Bucks will win that game, I believe. Cowboys, Chargers, Chargers minus three and a half at home against the Cowboys. Ooh, AJ, what are your thoughts? Cowboys plus three and a half here for me. Oh, Joey Bosa canceled on us, didn't he? he yeah. Did. Cowboys <laughs> plus three and a half. And your heart's not in it and your emotions aren't in this one? Well, there's a reason. You know, things happen. The universe, the alchemist, okay, the universe is telling me some things there. I like the Cowboys plus three and a half. Let's go to the next one. Titans, Seahawks, Seahawks. I'm betting on the Seahawks until further notice. Even though the Titans getting six and a half points on the road after what they did last week, Vrabes ain't going to fuck with that. Vrabes is not. That team's going to look much better. I just, six and a half is a lot of points, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Oh, my. The 12s are going to be live. Uh-huh. It's going to be live. I said I'm betting on Russell Wilson until further notice after Monday Night Manning with Russell Wilson and seeing what he did for the Colts. Six and a half is a lot of points. AJ, your thoughts? Titans plus six and a half for me. All right. I said I'm betting on Russell. I'm betting on six and a half, minus six and a half Seattle Seahawks. Let's go next. Uh, Chiefs, Ravens. I like the Chiefs, even though it's in Baltimore. Baltimore, it's only three and a half spread, and that's strictly because Lamar Jackson can do everything by himself if he has to. He's proven that. He can shake 10 people. I think this is a different animal, though. The Chiefs, hopefully this time, for the first time in a long time, when I'm betting on them, will actually put the goddamn throttle, Don. They'll take out the hammer. They'll go hammer, Don. They'll take out a shillelagh from an Irish man's hand, and they'll go shillelagh, Don. They will shellack the Ravens, I think, and it's not because the Ravens are bad. I like the Ravens a lot. They just got a lot of injuries in some key spots, and I think Chiefs will actually take advantage of that this weekend. Your thoughts, AJ? Yeah, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs what, minus 3.5, like I said before. No yeah, 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. And I'll tell you what, if the Chiefs can score 3.6 points, that's all they need. That's true. Right. That's all they need. If they can go three and uh, three-fifths, you know what I mean, they <laughs> – they can score that whole thing, and let's go ahead and continue to wrap this one up. Uh, and then the Lions and the Packers on Monday Night Football. Packers win by 50. Okay. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Like your, that. Your thoughts, AJ? I'm with you. I, uh, I agree. So, yeah, we, we, we will do different on some games, so it'll be fun to see how the results uh, play out. Okay, so if all those hit the parlay that Zito just put together, $10 to win 78000 Here we go. Uh, joining us now, speaking of victory lap, uh, two guys that are going to be pivotal parts of the Los Angeles Rams potentially taking another victory lap. On Sunday Night Football, these two men absolutely performed at peak performance. And they're two guys that I'm a big fan of. Punter and all-decade punter voted on by one particular. That's okay. right. Okay. One particular. The NFL. <laughs> okay. The NFL voted for this. And incredible kicker, ladies and gentlemen, from the Los Angeles Rams, Johnny Hecker and Matt Gay. What's up, boys? What's up, Pat? Hey, Pat. Honored to be here. AJ, also, you're here, too. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Ah, oh, geez, you too. So it seems like you two really get along, huh? This has become a good uh, specialist unit in a pretty quick little time here. You guys are dominant right now. Looks like the Rams team's all the way back. New kicker for you, Johnny. Matt Gay comes in. There's been a little bit of turnover. How's the crew? It seems like you guys are on the same exact page, huh? We're having fun every day. You know, special, special teams unit's got to be tight. We have fun, uh, you know, coming to work every day is a joy. And this guy works hard and is super good at what he does. So it makes my job that much easier. And, uh, yeah, offense rolling. I'm not seeing the field too much, so I'm really enjoying it thus far. <laughs> hey, that's fantastic. Uh, Matt Gay, your confidence, as soon as you went into L.A., I believe uh, Sean McVay even complimented, like, hey, we got a guy, it feels like. How nice is it to know that you're on a team that's incredible? It seems like a team that's behind you, and you got an all-pro that's your punter. It has to feel like you've landed in a pretty dream destination, huh? Oh, it, it couldn't be better. I mean, from the week I came in, no better guy to work with than this guy. I mean, it made me feel right at home. Uh, did everything he could in my power to make me feel comfortable. Um, like you said, he's all decade. He's all pro. Wow. Um, no one better. And it, it does a lot for a kicker to know that your coach, your team are behind you. They're confident in you. Um, they believe in you. And so that, that means everything going out there on the field on Sundays with, with the belief of your team. So 
And I mean, I could be in a better spot. You guys are going to score a lot of points. I mean, you guys are going to score a lot of points, it feels like, with McVay and Matthew Stafford coming in there. And, Hecker, I want to talk to you real quick about what happened last year. What happened last year? You didn't have your best year. I mean, honestly, what happened? Were you injured a little bit last year? Or did you hit a little bit of a funk? Because normally you are the greatest guy to ever – literally. I, I think you would even agree with this, right? Last year wasn't your best year. What happened? How did you get out of that? And how did you come back on the other side of that thing? Uh, yeah, last year was just one of those years where I was doing a lot of thinking uh, about other stuff outside of just – catch the ball and hit it over there is stupid um you know it was a deal where it was um yeah a lot a lot of stuff kind of out of my control and then other stuff in my control that i needed to do better so um just one of those years where yeah men mentally i was kind of all over the place thinking about stuff i shouldn't have been thinking about worrying about okay here's the protection here's the guys we got doing stuff and uh you know a new special teams coach feeling really good about that and uh and just staying positive and and, and working a lot on mental game stuff and feel primed for a, a great bounce back here. It's great to see you back, by the way, man. Fucking great. You are a stallion. It is awesome to see you all the way back. Go ahead, AJ. So I have a two-part question. First, Johnny, uh, why do colleges do that stupid rugby punt formation where they sit here and meander and then blast a little line driver? And for you, Matt, are we ever going to see anybody toe bash the ball again as a kicker? <laughs> First, uh, you might have to repeat the second part yeah, of the I didn't question. Get the, second part yeah. of that question. Uh, the second part was a dumb question, Matt. He just asked <laughs> if anybody's ever going to toe bash a field goal again. So, I mean, you got to remember, this guy is a actual barbarian, a bad boot. All right? So you got to remember that in that whole thing. But the rollout punt, I think it's because the rules, right, Johnny? You have the same. Because they can take off. You have the same, rule, uh, same view on that, Johnny? Oh, we got we got some. Oh, oh no! Over here. I'm really yeah, we'll sorry. call that. Yeah, AJ, isn't it crazy? As soon as you start talking, their connection goes out. Yeah, huh. interesting. Andrew, yeah. I'll tell you, someone's out to get me. AJ, we know who. The toe bash isn't going to happen. Well, whoever your cookies probably are in your internet website yeah. search, but the the toe bash. Yeah. Okay, okay let's just. A toe bash, leg speed. Okay, so leg speed is what generates force, which is what moves the ball. Let's say the toe bash has the max speed, and we'll just put it in cars, of a, um, let's say, a Camry. Sure. Okay. okay, let's say a Camry. That's max Great speed. vehicle. Great, consistent vehicle. Dependable. Hey, just like the toe bash. Probably be good for anything inside 30 yards. That thing, you know, I don't know if it's going to be able to get up fast enough, especially with the athletes we've got now, but then whenever you talk about a soccer-style kicker, the leg speed, that's about, uh, yeah, that's Lambo. That's Ferrari. Okay. That's flying around. Toe bash is dead and gone, but there is teams that still need it in high school because it is consistent inside 30 yards. You just got to line that thing up to it straight. Never again in the NFL. We'll never see a barefoot guy either. Okay, AJ? So just get with the times. Okay. It's 2021, dude. Okay, it was a great question then because I just learned something from you. I never thought about the whole leg speed debate when it comes to toe bashing versus the soccer style. You're right. I mean, I apologize. You make our show better. I am sorry for being upset about you. I just thought that was pretty common knowledge. And what are we even doing? Why are we still asking this question? Because it's been 70 years since somebody in the NFL has done the, the straight-on toe bash. Is their connection still bad? Oh, man. Oh, I thought the facility, too. They just built a $60 billion stadium. What are we? How's the internet not good in there? Run the fiber, dude. Come on. Jeez. Run the fiber, Stan. He's back, though. It's great to see Johnny Hacker back. Last year, like, I was watching a game. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What was he thinking about? I didn't want to cut him off, but what do you think? Like, what else was he was he worried about? You think, like, an angle of draw? Like, just all the little things you can't worry about? Yeah, yeah. It's just like what happens whenever you uh, potentially drop a snap 
You know, you, when, you, when you drop a snap, you start thinking about everything else. Like, okay, I'm going to catch this. I got to do this. As opposed to just going out there and doing it like you've done a hundred times. Like, you can get in your own head a little bit, just like kickers can. And seeing Johnny all the way back is fucking great news. Uh, speaking of all the way back, here is Johnny and, and Matthew Gay here, kicker and putter. Hey, hey, great to see you guys. Hey, hey I answered the toe bash question, Matt, so uh, you didn't have to do it. I had to enlighten him that the leg speed's a little bit slower. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, though. Uh, the college rugby punt thing, did you do that in college, or were you standard uh, NFL pro-style punt when you were there? I did a, a mix of both. Uh, you know, I was real boomer bust with the rollout stuff. Um, yeah, I had a negative four-yarder, a couple deep bombs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's just playing into the college rules, AJ. Um, you know, you, you, as soon as the ball snapped, every single person can release downfield. That's why you get the three elephants back there, kind of a moving shield for the punter. But, um, yeah, in the NFL, you can't do that. It's just the two outside guys on the on the line of scrimmage. So, or two outside guys in the formation. They don't necessarily have to be on the line of scrimmage. Pardon hey, me there. Hey, by the way, smart because, you know, there are formations where we're off the ball. You guys used to run people in motion, too. I mean, you guys have gotten very creative in that entire game. Uh, uh, Matt Gay, what have you seen uh, from Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and the team as a whole? I mean, Jalen Ramsey might be – I mean, I don't know how anybody's – he seemed like he was everywhere. And then Aaron Donald and the intensities there. What have you seen from the team and, and behind the scenes that makes you guys think, like, hey, we're going to be able to go on a run this year. This might be something special here. Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, the relationship between Stafford and McVay is a special one. I mean, the bond they have right off the bat um, is insane. They, they're on the same page with everything. They really go back and forth between Stafford's ideas, McVay's ideas. That McVay's dialing things up specifically for Stafford's skill set, which is pretty much everything, honestly. I mean, the dude can do everything. He's, he's so underrated athletically. Um, and then defensively, I mean, Jalen Ramsey might be the best tackler in the NFL. Uh, it's <laughs> insane how fast he closes and gives up zero yards after contact. And he, he's everywhere. And then I mean, he's just playing off arguably the greatest defensive player to ever play the game in Aaron Donald. I mean, when teams are worried about – <laughs> those two guys it lets everybody else play off them yeah. and be successful so i mean that's just a recipe for success for the los Angeles rams as a whole Go no ahead. offense AJ. no offense aj yes yeah, <laughs> no, yeah yeah <laughs> go ahead aj oh was it me yeah, it was coming to me okay we pat sits here and he always fights for you guys which is great i think it's awesome do any do you ever talk to other specialists around the league whether you had an amazing play like you trained a game winner you pinned them or a terrible play, and you thought like, "Oh no, that idiot in the tank top's going to put this online and say something about me." Whoa, whoa, whoa! Jeez, does that ever happen? Uh, specifically, I think it's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my rookie year, I missed a missed the game winner. I think Pat talked about it. Oh, no, it's all good. Not- we all go through. Hey, we all go through the ups and downs. It's all good. Oh. You learn a lot, you know. Oh, but uh, but yeah, I mean you. <laughs> Did he attack you personally? He like attacked your hey, character. Hey, what's your deal, AJ? <laughs> what is no, your deal? Anything was more situational. I mean, I was a rookie, and you know, yeah, you do talk to other guys how you bounce back in those situations, how you handle those situations. I mean, and I've learned a lot from from this guy. I mean, he's done at the highest level for a decade now. I mean, so you learn a lot mentality wise from from other guys and other veterans. And I think as soon as you think that there's no room to learn or no room to grow is. Yeah, that's when things go wrong. I mean, you're always got to be learning and always improving. So, yeah, I'm always asking other guys, you know, their game plans. So, Johnny, also, yeah, go. If, if you have a good game, every specialist is running to their phone to see what Pat McAfee had to say about their spec. 
that's just a fact he's, he's of the, the league. Go-to guy. Yeah, yeah. But then you're pissed though. But then you got to be pissed if he left um, you out. Like if he missed something of yours. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's always next week. Go do something better. If it, if it catches, okay. pass on. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen, I want to let you know, I feel a duty, by the way. And it's almost become like I feel bad. When I'm watching, I'm just trying to see, like, all right, does anybody do anything? And then it gets to the point, like, oh, that was pretty good. I, I, you know, like, it gets to an entire thing there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Morstead, Morstead texted me, I think, like, uh, maybe last year. Because he was going through a rough year as well. You and Morstead were both kind of going oh. through a rough year. I think... He had some similar stuff going on, thinking and everything like that, and happy to see him out of it. He just signed with the Jets. But he had a big ball, and he said, I texted me immediately after. He said, as that ball was flying, I literally thought to myself, Pat McAfee better have fucking seen that or whatever. And I'm like, I appreciate that. That means a lot. I appreciate you so much. Hey, 42, and we don't give enough love to the long snappers. Is that what you're saying right now? Absolutely. Matt Orzek, he's the man. We love him. Got a shout-out represent. I was – Worried with the front-facing camera if it was going to look like 24 or something crazy like that. But 42 is coming through. Matt Orzek, we love you, baby. Appreciate it. Piece of the puzzle. Bradley Pinion said that their snapper is the best snapper in the league. And then he went on IR, I think, like the next day or whatever. Because now there's a Pro Bowl vote. Nobody knows. I've said this publicly. Unless I was to watch every single snap from the long snapper all year long, then you could guess who is the best long snapper. That's a tough thing to judge. Your guy, you think, deserves, hey, let's get a couple votes for this guy in the Pro Bowl here now that we can vote for the long snap? Absolutely. Absolutely. He should be the number one fan vote getter. He's, a, he's handsome, has great hair, huge biceps, throws absolute darts. Pythons for arms. Yeah. Big, huh? I Also, Pat, I cannot get off the show without mentioning this guy. Maybe a game-saving play for us on the opening kickoff. It busted a nice return. This guy hit 20 miles an hour chasing him down. No! They had you on the uh, the, uh, rate. They tracked me. Confirmed. Let's go, dude! Hey, that's speeding in some school zones, man. I'm the fastest specialist in the league. I mean, yeah, now that I'm out, for sure. I mean, maybe they're, you know what I mean? Maybe that is the case. Right now, it's specific, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I don't think I've ever touched 20 miles. I, I don't think I ever cracked 20 miles per hour. What a legend, what a hero. We appreciate you, brother, doing that. Man, man I took a little turf burn for it, but... We're all right. Yeah, let's not make it a routine, obviously. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, these... Yeah, 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 yeah. These specialists from the Los Angeles Rams, the... One particular vote, the NFL is all-decade punter, Johnny Hecker, and stud, freak athlete, 20-mile-an-hour sprinter, Matthew Gay. We appreciate you guys. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, We are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, We love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. 
Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Gentlemen, joining us now is a man that smokes uh, thick, deep cigars, starting as soon as he wakes up. Yep. We'll have a glass of whiskey, maybe some coffee, and seems to potentially not love everything that's going on in the world right now. Joining us after his incredible Netflix flame, uh, fame from Last Chance You, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Yeah! Yeah! What up? Can you hear me, Pat? Yeah, you sound amazing. How you doing? How's the cigar? How's the morning man, over there? It's great. It's great. Look at this, man. Just because you speak on shit, I want you to see that. Wow. Hey, there is uh, Coach J. I assume you hand this out to all your players. Coach JB football hydration chart. Championship hydration levels. Okay, this is when you're peeing. you got to judge the color of your pee. Mm -hmm. Selfish slapdick once it gets a little bit uh, darker. You're pissed. And then all the way down. Absolute disregard for your teammates. And you're going to walk the plank. And then you are just a fuckstick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I appreciate you doing it. Your your fucking kidneys have failed at that shit brown color down there <laughs> uh we appreciate you for joining it's a real thing man water makes you better and you that's something you can actually almost i don't want to say see how you're doing with it but literally every time you piss allegedly you can see exactly how you're doing with it those charts are everywhere they've never been described that way though coach jb i will say I, yeah probably you're probably right i should you know i need to get a, a publicist probably in my life that well, just no. is my my daily routine here i would like to uh let you know i am finding you 10 public push-ups uh, for what happened last week. I, I think that is uh, warranted. You offended people who potentially could be offended for somebody else last week, you know? No doubt. Hey, I hear you. I apologize, man. You know, that's not my intention. I just want to make sure everybody's clear. I didn't say it. I, <laughs> it. I just want to make sure we're clear. I said people call people that. Yeah. I just didn't say it. Like, Yeah, people- well, I think what happens is when you say that, okay, there might be some fuckstick white out there who says oh jb said this and i would like to let everybody know that i think we've learned here relatively quickly if you're very new okay this is an anomaly this guy right here this is a unicorn all right this is uh jb and i want to let you know i heard from a lot of people after that show that have been around you and they're like hey exactly what you said basically Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. And uh, I just want to let you know, we do appreciate you joining us. And I like the fact, by the way, that this show is a platform for a fucking guy from Compton is on this show. Okay. We got Mm -hmm. people from South Florida on this show. We got obviously idiots from Boston and Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh and Iowa and Canada. I I like that this is an open forum and a platform. But listen, 10 public push-ups can't fucking make it a trend. Do you hear me? No doubt. I got you. All right. Let's get into some stuff here. USC, last week when you were on, you said, how is this guy fucking stink here in USC? The four best quarterbacks in college football literally live in my backyard right here. Lo and behold, a couple of days later, the guy's fired. Urban Meyer's going there. What are your thoughts, JB? How do they turn this thing around in L.A.? Hey, I, I listened to your Pagano interview, man, and uh, it's funny, man. You know, I talked to his brother when I was at Indy. His brother was uh, trying to refer a guy to me as an O-line coach. So we talked for a while while Pagano was going through cancer. Uh, your Chuck was. so yeah, That's nice. Uh, good dude. Good dude. Good family. But we, uh, you know, man, it's funny when, when I heard him talking about Urban Meyer's eyes down, I was just laughing because that's exactly what that means. Like, Pagano knows Urban will fucking leave in a heartbeat and go to SC. Like, <laughs> Once he once he's getting once he goes one and fifteen or now one and sixteen, right? Uh, your percentage just went to, down the shitter because you added a game. 
But anyway, uh, one in 16 or whatever, you know, he's going to be like, fuck, I'm the fuck out of here to L.A. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. To me, that's the only guy that's not from California or from L.A. who can come and probably turn it because of his swag, his uh, just, you know, he gets it, the it factor. He has it. And uh, I think Urban's the only guy outside of a Cali guy or especially an L.A. guy that can actually do it. All right, now, are you saying that because you are an L.A. guy or why are you saying that for the SC job? Why does it have to be an L.A. guy, you think? Well, this is the thing. I, I posted this thing on social media and all these people are like, well, last time I checked, Nick Saban can recruit L.A. He has their quarterback. And I'm like, listen, you dumb fuck. You guys don't fucking listen. I said, you guys take one word out of a paragraph and then you attach it to a person's name out of a, a thousand words in a paragraph. They take one fucking word and spin it. Right. That's how they do. Right. Yeah. Well, what I said was if if USC or UCLA don't have a California L.A. coach, it's a lot easier for a Bryce Young uh, DJ to leave a California school and go to a Midwest South school with another coach because there's no California swag here holding him here. So like that was my point to it. I'm like, dude, you don't have to be, you can recruit one or two guys. That's not an issue um, from LA, but just so we're clear, if Dabo or Nick or any of those guys came to USC, it doesn't mean they're going to come here and dominate recruiting either. Like, they might get one or two guys from another state also, but they're not going to do – you can grab one or two California kids from out of state, especially if SC UCLA don't have a California coach. And let me ask you this. You think Bryce and DJ and all them guys were going to those schools if Pete Carroll was still here? Uh, I would assume Will, Fer- Will Ferrell would have showed up at a practice or something for Bryce. And Bru- so Snoop Dogg and, De- and Debo and fucking every single other motherfucker from Hollywood. Who do you think should get it? Who do you think is going to get it? And, and is there any whispers in your coaching? By the way, the people that did text me after JB came on last week was a an incredible crew of humans. I was like, how the fuck do you know JB? Ah, oh, we coached or ah, oh, we got a guy, blah, blah, blah. It was like, God damn, I did not know JB's Rolodex is this hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a hilarious group of people texting me, but who do you think it is in the coaching circles? Who do people think is going to end up going over there? I heard James Franklin, maybe. Man, I, I'm good with James, too. Good dude, man. Um, I shared a text with you yesterday. He was a funny guy. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> he, don't, he, don't, he can't come to California. And I, I love James, man. He might give me shit at the next convention. But he, you can't go to California and just think you're going to dominate recruiting if you don't have any, uh, you know, thumbprint on the landscape. You got to have some, some – some, you got to carry some weight. And what I mean is – you know, an L.A. guy, uh, you know, even Pete Carroll's a Northern California guy, Stockton or whatever, went to Pacific. He's a Cali guy, and he he understands the landscape and the kid. And, you know, if you're from Cali, you know somebody from Cali, meaning your players you're recruiting, their daddy, their uncle, their grandpa, they knew you. They Somebody may have known you. You have a better shot at this. You coming from Pennsylvania or your roots coming from somewhere. Like Dabo Sweeney comes out here and tries to go to Compton to recruit these kids. And he speaks like, sounds like a fucking country bumpkin, right? (laughs) The mom's going to look at him like, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) Like, you don't understand. Like, there's a a difference. It's like California guys going to recruit Mississippi. It's not very well recepted. I'm just telling you. And received. And uh, 
you got to have that, you know, who you always say, well, you went to Kansas and recruited your ass off. I said, yeah, but I'm a different cat. I can go anywhere. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not average. It's easy to be average. I'm just being honest. Hey, they say it ain't bragging if it's true, man. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think just listening to in the people, once again, the people that texted me after last week's hilarious, I mean, absolutely hilarious crew. And I, I'm happy to hear that. Everybody that you've basically ever worked with does still fuck with you, it seems like. You know, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. like, I just, I told this to, um, I think I said to Tyrod Taylor, I said, everybody that I've ever heard that has been a teammate of yours loves you. Like, for me, that says a lot. And it feels like everybody that's ever really done work with you loves you. So I got nothing but respect. I know Ty has some questions here, though. Go yeah. ahead, Ty. Coach JP, when you look at the college football landscape here in the USC news, like, are there any other big time programs that you look at? Like Nebraska, for example. I mean, they beat Fordham and they beat Buffalo, but they lose to Illinois. They have Oklahoma this weekend. Good chance they get smacked. Do you see any of these like big time Power Five schools maybe more likely to shit can their coach, knowing that it's possible Urban might be available next year? Yeah, I mean, once Clay got fired, man. In my opinion, this is why Clay got fired. In my opinion, UCLA beat LSU. Hurt USC tremendously, in my opinion. Oregon beats Ohio State, kills USC, in my opinion, as far as we got to make a splash higher because Oregon's whipping our ass in our own backyard with kids. And now you got um, these other these other schools. It makes it easy to fire Scott Frost, in my opinion, here, too, even though he's an alum, he's a legend there and all that stuff. And I got good friends on that staff there. But, like, you lost to Bielema, who's getting his ass drug every week since. Like... <laughs> So, like, you got to understand, Illinois, so I got three kids that play for Maryland who start from Indy, uh, and they're going to drag Illinois tonight. They're going to fucking drag Illinois, watch. And and now Illinois is going to be, what, one and three after beating a Nebraska sp- team that's just shitty? Hey, what's the spread on that game tonight? Do you know? On the Maryland-Illinois? Yeah. We'll look it up. I don't know the spread. Hold on, we'll uh, look it up. We're going to ask you if you think they'll cover or whatever. You think they're going to drag Illinois. They beat West Virginia up. Hey, Leah Tongavaloa is a hell of a player as well. Who are your guys over there? I got two Polynesians there, actually. They're like, fuck, they're from the island, man, from Hawaii. And they're like, fuck, Coach, we don't even get to go. We don't even get – it's like going to Mars for us to go back home. So we'll just go home around Christmas time. Fuck it. <laughs> so they're becoming East Coast fucking natives, man. Hey, that's, that's the best way to be. There. Hey, that's yeah. the best way to be over there. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 And, and, and then Jahari Branch is the center um, guard um, place for him. So – they're, they're, you know, they're doing well out there. Then they played two. They've been two year starters there, man. So, you know, plus, you know, we got kids everywhere, obviously. But, um, you know, I don't know, man. You know, Nebraska, Oklahoma game is intriguing because it used to be intriguing. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyone give a fuck anymore? No, um, <laughs> I got I got an upset pick of the week for you, though, Pat. OK, Ooh. we like this. All right. What do we got right there in your backyard? Indiana beats Cincy. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. You know, and, and to be honest, this is how I, I'm a different cat because, see, Indiana should not be an upset beating fucking Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati is a group of five school. Like, people always say, well, you said, JB, the transfer portal evened out everything. I'm like, it's a viewpoint, really, right? It's how you take the – how you kind of view it. The transfer portal put 2,000 kids in the portal. It's kind of evened out the playing field, as I said, after Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. I think everybody else from there has a shot at beating each other. As you see, Toledo could have beat fucking Notre Dame. 
to Notre Dame beats an average shitty rebuilding Florida State who ends up turning around and losing the fucking whoever they lost to. Who they lose to? Jack- Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State. And the guy got... Jacksonville they, hey, State. Hey, but there was a, a romantic moment after the game. Oh, oh, fuck, man. Like, that's how soft we've become. Like, holy fuck. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just can't. I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I can't fathom it, man. Like, people don't get it. Like, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. People don't get that shit. Yeah. Like, if you fucking tell the truth every day, you don't got to remember anything. People that lie every day to these kids and people, like, everyone that lied to that kid who said that was a great time to fucking propose <laughs> should, have, should be castrated. <laughs> like, you're lying to that kid, dude. How about you just tell the truth? You don't got to remember shit because every time you lie, you got to lie to cover up for that lie. And the shit just got skidding. And, and Pat, the reason I'm my, why I am my way, it's like, dude, I don't have the energy to keep lying and lying. I'm like, I'd rather tell the truth so I don't got to remember shit and sell slap dick whiskey. Hey, I don't have time to do all the other shit. Hey, you're going to get caught too, by the way. You know what I mean? There's, I there's, no, no, not you. I'm talking about the people that lie. Oh, no they're going to get caught on an off day. You know, they're going to get caught on an off day. Mm. They're going to get caught on a microphone. They're going to, like, I've always, I've always believed that. I've honestly, and it's to my detriment, people, I think even people I've seen, you haven't changed at all, is what people say. And it's like, well, as soon as you start changing, they're going to catch you one day being who you actually are, I think. And then it's going to yep. become devastating for you. It's like, ah, this guy is actually a, a an asshole. I had no yeah. idea this guy is the worst human of all time. It's like, well, that's because everything was a fugaze there for a bit, you know, yeah. and then you get and caught. Then they apologize. Then they apologize. And then it's like, oh, you apologize. Oh, you're such a great person. You, you're a stand-up dude for apologizing and all this shit. No, motherfucker. That's who he really is. It's, it, it, you know what I'm saying? These people don't realize. They're like, oh, he's a great apologetic person. Like, motherfucker, that's, he apologizes every week. Have you noticed? <laughs> shit bird. I don't know. Coach, you know. coach, whenever, uh, after I got in trouble my second year uh, for a public intoxication, obviously there's a police report version and my version, you know, and I believe mine's true. So it's all alleged what they said, that whole thing. But uh, when I got back, you know, there was the, uh, hey, you're going to be asked by the media to speak or whatever. And somebody in the building, I'm not going to say who it was, and that person's not in the building anymore, but, and I don't know if they were directed to do this or not, but as I was eating, like, my lunch before I was going in there to do this in the locker room, he sat down with me, and he wanted to shape my message, you know? Mm. And it was going to be, you know, I thought about things, and I've decided that I'm going to get, religion was introduced, and then there was some other stuff that was introduced. And I literally looked at this person who I think had been around a long time and said, if I say any of this, okay, you know, every human that has ever met me is going to be like, oh, Pat's a sellout piece of shit. You know that, right? And he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, but we think this is the best way to kind of paint your back or whatever. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm just going to go in there, and I'm just going to. I'm sorry to my mom. All right. I embarrassed her. I'm sorry to the Colts organization, Bill Polian. Obviously, this is not a good thing. And I just kind of took it, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to have to take this is going to be something I'm going to have to take. But whenever he sat down with me for that thing, I started thinking about all the situations that has probably happened for other people. And then automatically I started thinking like you, like, oh, this isn't even this person's message. This is this literally it was like almost handed to me. Like, hey, here's your speech, by the way. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are we even? I can't do it. I found Jesus Christ. Imagine what if I say I found Jesus Christ and he saved my life and I did this whole thing. Everybody I would have met would have been like. Jesus, hey, yeah, that. Hey, Jesus has been asking about you for a long time, man. <laughs> yeah. You've been asking, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, dude, 
people don't realize like they always ask me about you know politics and 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 uh you know people ask you about politics jb nobody asks you about fucking politics no no doubt and that's why they asked me (laughs) (laughs) i'm like like, dude politicians and priests are the two most crooked motherfuckers (laughs) and i'm like i'm like dude why would i comment on them motherfuckers i'm not going in there and get and and, and this motherfucker asking me for 37 offerings in eight minutes i'm like what are you doing he lives in a mansion and i'm fucking struggling out here in the fucking hood like come on man real recognizes real at the end of the day and people just don't like the truth. Hey, uh, you got to pay tithes, though. You know, if you want to get, if Jesus is going to continue to come to this house, you know, you got to pay your tithe. You got to pay. You got to pay for this. Yeah, you, know? you got to put your fucking tooth under the pillow, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question, uh, Boston Connor. Yeah, coach. Last night, there's a little moment on the sidelines during the football team versus Giants game with Kelly, Kenny Galladay kind of uh, yelling at someone. Some people said it was Dan Jones. As a coach, whether it be college or pros, would you rather your players, you know, be policing each other or would you want to go eviscerate someone for playing like shit? Well, first of all, if I was a quarterback, I would have choke fucked him. <laughs> so that that would have been settled real quick. So he would have got yeah. choke fucked on the sideline, Galladay. And motherfucker, don't ever ask me for the ball again, bitch. So that would have been number one. Number two, I was disappointed because I know Daniel Jones' coach, right? A great one, just so we know. Coach Cutcliffe. That motherfucker's Peyton Manning's coach. He's fucking... People don't realize... Daniel Jones, regardless of what fucking Dan Orlovsky says, Daniel Jones is a dude. I'm just telling you right now, Daniel Jones is going to be really fucking good. Mark my words. And all this hate he's getting is unbelievable. He has an archaic OC, right? They're running shit. They're running like 21 personnel, fucking 22 personnel. They have no movement. They don't do anything in the century that we're living in. And he has a broken and damaged Saquon Barkley. Like, Saquon Barkley is average at best now, which is sad, right? Like, to me, Saquon Barkley's done. Like, it's well, fucked up. Oh, wow, wow. No, he could get back. He could get stronger. Well, be back. I'm just telling you, you know how running backs are in this league, man. They don't live very long. I'm just telling you. That's why they're so, they're so easily traded. They're so easily given up. They're so easily shittily paid. Like, they don't, they're a dime a dozen. You can get a running back right now off the street. Like, fucking that can do what he did last night. Yeah. Just think about it. Put it in perspective. Well, my thing is, uh, Daniel Jones is going to be good, man. Once he gets a real deal OC, um, and, and they get some, they get some fucking life in, in, in the offense where he's going to perk up and have some fucking motivation to come to work every day. Right now, he's like, fuck, I'm in 21 person now. We fucking, I saw this on NCAA football in fucking 97. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and so, like, you know, he's like, fuck. And then he's got, you know, Galladay's pretty good. And, and, and what's his name? Sherrard. They got Sherrard. Or, Mike, Shepherd. or Shepherd. 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 He's not bad, but they, they don't have no fucking Tampa Bay wideouts. They don't got no Rams wideouts. Like, they're, they're not. They're average compared to everybody else. So, I don't know. I would have went over there to answer your question uh, because I would have went over there to make sure that we're not. One bad apple ruins a whole batch, man. I don't want to make sure. I don't want to make sure that this shit's not going down the down the bench here 
And now who's against Galladay and who's against Daniel well, uh, on my bench? So that's kind of why I would probably go over there. Hey, did you hear Did you hear the rookie? Uh, Darius Tony. Tony yeah. has come out and said that he doesn't know why he's not being used. It's the first or second game. This guy's a rookie in the, in the NFL. He said he's a he's – he, no, uh, the source has said – now this is through Zach Rosenblatt, at Zach Blatt, that no use in having a sports car and not driving it. This comes after Marquise Brown, Hollywood uh-huh. Brown, last year said, what are you going to have dogs? for if you ain't going to use them or something like that. And Marquis had, had proven himself a little bit. Tony, I guess he was out a little bit with COVID. I guess he was a little bit injured. Here he is early, not being a, a, as much of the offense as I guess he would hope. He's come out and said the same thing. To your point, though, one bad apple ruins the entire batch. That's something you got to change. You can't have that entire tur- uh, team turn against each other. If everybody's bought in on winning, it's not about targets. It's not about anything like that. So, Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. <laughs> this time, I think Saquon's going to be able to come back. You do not. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> founder of Slapdick Podcast, or Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening, watching, interacting with us on Twitter. We know there's a bunch of other shit out there that you could be listening to. And the fact that you want to spend your time with us, we are eternally grateful. Make sure you check out SmackDown tonight on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern, and have a great weekend. We're back for overreaction Monday, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Coach Us Up Wednesdays. You know the drill. We'll see you next week. Cheers.